You're listening to COSAM Talks, the monthly podcast for Auburn University's College of Sciences and Mathematics. Today we are speaking with Michael Brown from the Department of Mathematics and Statistics. He is the recipient of a $220,000 NSF award in commutative algebra and algebraic and geometry. But what is commutative algebra and algebraic geometry? Michael Brown is here with us today to tell us more about these areas. Welcome, Michael. Uh, thanks for for having me. This is this should be this should be fun. So, can you explain more about your area of expertise for most people? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, so I study uh, algebraic geometry, uh, which is the the study of of spaces that arise as uh, solutions to systems of polynomial equations. Okay. So that sounds like a lot. I realize. Uh, but so so here's an example that might be familiar to to. Uh, to anyone who's taken sort of uh, an, uh, an algebra class in high school, so um, so every, so everybody probably remembers graphing curves uh, in in uh, in math class. So 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 take the example of of uh, of the equation y equals x squared. So you might remember that if you graph that if you graph that um, that equation, what you get is something called a parabola, sort of this bowl bowl shaped uh, curve. So that's an example of a space that arises as uh, the set of solutions to a polynomial equation. So the polynomial equation in this case is y equals x squared. Um, and so, so algebraic geometry really just soups this up. So instead of just one equation, you could have lots of them. Uh, and, and instead of just uh, two variables, you could have lots of variables too. So, and, and as you sort of ratchet up the, the number of equations, the number of variables, things get more complicated, but they also get more interesting. Wow, that's exciting. Can you tell us a little bit more about the foundation of this research project, the 1984 theorem from mathematician Mark Green? Sure, yeah. So, um, okay, so this, so this story starts way back, really at the, at, at, in the origins of, of mathematics. Uh, so people, people have wondered, well, if you, if you have, you know, some, some graph, say, uh, uh, and you know that it came from uh, some, you know, it came from the uh, from the the solutions to some polynomial equations. You might wonder what 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 do the geometric properties of that curve tell you uh, about about the the equations that 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 uh, that cut out the curve? And um, yeah, so so this goes way way back to the to the origins of mathematics. But there's a breakthrough in this area in, in 1984 due to Mark Green, uh, and it's it's technical to describe. Uh, but but the idea is if if you start with a, a space, um, actually a curve, just like sort of just like the, the the parabola example, but with some special geometric properties. So for I don't know for the experts out there, it has to be projective and, and high degree, whatever that means. Uh, but um, but if, if you start with a curve with these special geometric properties, you get uh, really an extraordinary uh, structure uh, structure theorem for what the equations uh, that cut out that space look like. That that's what Green's theorem is all about. And then and the research project that I'm working on uh, is well. So what we're trying to do is is uh, extend Green's theorem to some some other geometric uh, uh, spaces uh, besides uh, pro- projective curves of high degree. Well, thanks so much for explaining that. Now, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about the real-world applications of your work? Yeah, sure. So, um, so, so first of all, uh, these these spaces that that arise in algebraic geometry, so they're called algebraic varieties, 
And, and algebraic varieties arise, I think, literally in every field of, of, of physical sciences. Um, and, um, but, but the thing is, it, if, if you want to study one of these spaces, well, you, you kind of have to know what the equations are to kind of get going. Uh, so, for instance, if you want to use computational techniques, you want to use software to, to uh, study the, the geometric figure that you're interested in, well, you can't just you can't just feed a computer a graph. You know that 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 doesn't really that doesn't really work. So you need to tell a computer what what the equations are first, and then the computer can tell you all sorts of things about about uh, about your geometric space. Um, and so any sort of um, any sort of leverage that you can get, any sort of information you can get about the equations that, that determine uh, an algebraic variety, give you give you computational leverage in, in, in what you're doing. And that that's that's really the essence of the, of the real world applications. It's um, it's using computational software uh, to study geometry. Oh well, that's fascinating. Now, if a student was listening to this and they were listening to you know kind of the exciting research you're conducting, why would you recommend for someone to pursue a career in mathematics and statistics? Well, so I, I think um, I think what a degree in mathematics does is it gives you options. So um, so uh, specializing in, in mathematics gives you gives you a, a, a strong technical background that you can use to do to do all sorts of things. So. Um, so, uh, so just to give a, a short list of, of of careers that a lot of you know, uh, people with with math degrees are pursuing right now. So, for instance, uh, data science, big data, is is huge right now. Uh, cryptography. Um, a lot of people work in the defense industry, uh, finance, Wall Street, uh, um, and then a lot of people go go work for um, software design companies, Google, Facebook, whatever. Uh, I, I even know some people who've gotten into sports analytics. Uh, with with a math degree, uh, yeah. So I mean, and the list goes on and on. So I I I, th- I think the the answer is it, it gives you a technical foundation to do uh, just about any sort of uh, uh, quantitative type job that you can think of. Well, that's great. So it really does give you that foundation and that background, so you can really apply the the quantitative information, and you can really have a wide variety. So a math degree really does open doors for almost anyone. Now that you've told us a little bit about that, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, oh yeah, sure. So um, yeah, so uh, I grew up uh, in uh, I grew up in Wisconsin, um, and I got my my undergrad uh, degree in math from the University of Wisconsin La Crosse. I, I did my my PhD at the University of Nebraska, and then I had I had two postdoc positions before I came to Auburn. So I, I spent two years uh, in Bonn, Germany. Uh, and then uh, another three years at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So I sort of went back home for three years. Uh, and then I moved to Auburn in 2020. So what was the move like when you moved from Germany and Wisconsin to Auburn? What was the difference and how did you uh, kind of settle in? Oh, well, yeah. So I guess, first of all, it was a kind of a crazy time to move. It was 2020. So it was the height of the pandemic, like the absolute height of the pandemic. So that was a little weird. So it's when I came here, you know, I, I was teaching remotely at first, which was, you know, it, it comes with some difficulties. But, uh, but I, I, I've loved Auburn. Uh, so it's, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a cool small town. I, I think it's, it's kind of similar, uh, similar to sort of uh, central Wisconsin where I grew up, uh, insofar as the obsession with sports, which, which I've enjoyed. So yeah, so where I grew up, uh, people are fanatics about fanatics about the about the Packers, and you know here. 
uh, college football is king. So they, it, in that sense, it was a smooth transition. And I, I, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the sports culture here. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Is there anything else you uh, enjoy here with hobbies or anything else you enjoy about maybe the, the nature in Auburn? Uh, well, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I have a four-year-old son. Uh, and, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed how family-friendly uh, uh, Auburn is and just kind of how many outdoor activities there are to do. And you can do them year-round because, you know, the weather's so nice. Yeah, so for instance, uh, yeah, this is kind of silly, but my, my son is really into catching lizards right now, which is something you can't do in Wisconsin. That's, that's a very <laughs> southern thing. Uh, so, so yeah, so pretty much every evening, actually, after dinner, we go to the playground, and my, we, my son runs around trying to catch lizards at, at the playground nearby our house. I don't know. It's... That's pretty cool. That yeah. is. It's a great experience and a great way to grow up, you know, having that fun of being able to do it right out in your own backyard. Uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing insight about your research, Michael. And thank you for being a part of this episode of COSAM Talks. To read more about Michael's NSF award, visit AUB period IE forward slash Brown or check out the hashtag COSAM Talks on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.